0: you're listening to Whoa.
1: hey guys welcome back to first of all a real unfiltered conversation on career family relationships and culture. I'm your host Mindy Chang. I'm an actor, producer and entrepreneur here to share inspiring stories and to walk through everyday life with you. How you guys doing? Hope you guys are doing well. Staying safe and sane and healthy and happy as much as humanly possible. Wear your mask. Drink your water. Unclench your jaw. Sending you guys big hugs and I'm really glad that you're here. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. Um, now that we have the mom intro out of the way. But uh, this week's episode, I'm very, very excited to share and introduce our guest because he's somebody that I have really looked up to and been inspired by for many years at this point. Originally as the viral pioneer YouTube sensation, singer, songwriter, producer, uh, and now as the CEO of a tech company called Taco, of course, I'm talking about none other than David Choi. Now, David, uh, I actually got to know and got to meet through the collaboration universe when I was executive director. And actually, when I was a volunteer for the San Francisco chapter back in my 20s, back in my young days, Um, I'd been a fan of David for years before I ever met him. And to see him, I remember the specific moment that I saw him in real life, in person, was at my very first collaboration show, which I had driven down from the Bay to LA in 2013, slept in a car overnight in a parking lot. (laughs) Very sexy. And gone to my first show in the Shrine Auditorium, 5,000 people. My head was exploding from just like this Asian-American representation and pride in real life outside of YouTube and the internet. Um, it was just an incredible moment. And after after party, I casually like I'm talking to somebody and I out of the right peripheral eyeline, I see David Choi walking with his arm around Kina Grannis, another YouTube and musical legend that I <laughs> look up to. And she's honestly one of the nicest people, one of the sweetest people on earth. Um, yeah, they're just casually walking by me arm in arm because they're really good pals and my brain just broke and it exploded and I remember that moment that visual that feeling so vividly because, you know, you don't get a ton of those moments where something that you, I don't know, like experience on a screen and that you see as like otherworldly is right there in front of you as flesh and blood real, real life. and. I know how much it had meant to me before when they were just figures on the screen that already meant so much. But for them to be real life people that I eventually got to meet and befriend and get to know um, on a more personal level has been it's been incredible for me. It's been amazing. And David has changed so much in his life path, becoming, you know, this amazing tech CEO and this new journey as a husband and a father now outside of, you know, what I originally met him as, which was a YouTube sensation and an influencer. Mind you, an early one. Because that turn didn't even exist when he started. He was one of the first, right? Um, so it's been crazy. And I'm just so grateful to have him on the show to share a lot of his lessons learned because those are very hard lessons learned coming from true blood, sweat, and tears, um, ups and downs, triumphs and failures. Uh, So it's great to have David on the show. Before we introduce him and the conversation, just want to plug him a little bit more uh, because David, y'all need to go. We're going to feature a song at the outro. It's going to be a throwback because it's one of my favorite songs that he ever wrote. Um, So stay to the end is what I'm saying. But David's music has been heard on NBC, Fox, VH1, MTV, Disney, and in retail stores literally all over the world. Um, He's partnered with major, major brands over his career. He has... Over a million subscribers, over 125 million total views, and this was just again back when no one had done it. I just need to—that's a big, it's a big thing when someone else has done it, laid the groundwork, and it's like this is when you're the first. Um, And he recently co-founded Taco, which is a venture-backed creator-first video platform that aims to solve the issues that creators face, and it's an app that's built for creators by creators. Without further ado, I hope that you enjoyed this episode, Jumping Out of Planes with David Choi. Enjoy!
2: Came in '88 with a dream, also bright eyed. They knew right away, Stick a swim. There's no lifelines. Cutting the teeth on the move. Nobody's How are you
1: doing, David? Balling Your hair looks great.
0: Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I I did it for you.
1: <laughs> and we're not we're not releasing video. I, everyone that's listening probably right now is really disappointed already.
0: You know what? It's, the gate. It, it makes it easier though to edit and, and and do all that. You don't have to. It's just so much work when you have video
1: and yes you know that because okay my my experience with video is way more limited than you i do a lot of just this right Mm -hmm. but you've had more music videos and live streams and things like that it's always different when you have anything to sync audio and video together and if you have to look pretty for camera
0: yeah it's it's well there's more uses um when you do video but because you can put it on youtube and can create little clips but you know what true being an audio guy, I love it when it's just audio because, you know, you're just it's it's optimized for your ears.
1: Are you on Clubhouse, by the way? So we just start out. <laughs> Am I on
0: Clubhouse? I, I log in now probably once every month at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: in the beginning, it was really fun, and I, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's not fun, um, but I, I was definitely interested in more of the hype of things. In the yeah, beginning, but now I'm. Um, uh, I don't really find it that fun for me. I guess um,
1: it was really fun at the beginning. Like I feel like, well, at least for me, I was really I was on it a lot, mm-hmm. and the hype wore off.
0: You know, I still think there's some value in it. You know, I just I just put up a tweet describing different platforms, uh-huh. and um, let me bring it up here real quick, but. I basically described each platform. Uh, so I wrote creators who YouTube take their time creating content, creators who TikTok rush to create content, creators who Facebook are older, creators who Instagram love to show their best life, creators who Snap love to show their not-so-best life, creators uh, who Twitter or tweet love to reshare news and opinions, creators who Clubhouse love to talk. And so I think mm. with creators and, um, you know, I, I just heard this, this, uh, this term used, uh, I mean, I'm in the tech world now, so you hear the word, uh, the, the phrase product market fit pretty often, but, y- yes. um, yeah, but, that, baby, exactly. <laughs> but, but I heard someone mention people market fit and, or people product fit. Mm. Someone made it up. And I thought that was really interesting because based off of your personality and what you like and. Ah, uh, your style of content creation and consumption, there's a p- perfect platform for you. um, and I think that kind of describes a lot of I mean, there's a lot of other nuances that I'm not you know mentioning, but like uh, or bringing up, but like everyone has like nowadays you you can find a place that you you know can find your community
1: exactly. So. I mean, before it was so limited, right? I was actually listening. Right before this conversation, I was listening to the Facebook white papers, which is highly controversial because it's all about like the dark, the dark side of Facebook. But it's just like it made me rewind so drastically to like the beginning where I started Facebook in college. And that was like it Mm -hmm. besides my space and just like how quickly we've we've sped up to have all of these different like you have such a list and you're adding to it, by the way. Like I know that you are adding yourself to the mix.
0: Just one more variation of social media.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And technically I am too, which is Mm -hmm. like, I'm having a little soft lunch situation. I don't know how much I'll share here, but like I, I too am entering the tech space in that way and creating things for people to interact with. And it's wild. Like it's just such a different, a different way to interact with the world. Now, now that you, you see how the sausage is made you un- you've analyzed it in so many different ways that you never cared to and never had to before. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. think it's really crazy, but you see the pros and cons. So I love yeah. that. You, you're like, I don't know. I'm like, David mentor me. No, <laughs> we'll it's you up. know,
0: I, I am. I was actually just having this conversation the other day about like, just one of those very uh, existential conversations of like, what, what makes you happy? What what actually makes me happy? I, I was asking myself that. And when you're going down this path of entrepreneurship, it really makes you look at your life and and who you are and what you're about and, and, and you lose focus and then you have to try to find yourself again. And yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's what life is. But um <clears throat> in terms of like mentorship, like I, I I realize that I actually do enjoy that. I I really enjoy maybe maybe it's just giving people advice, but uh, or, or like sounding like I'm right or whatever. I, I don't know what it is, but there's, there's a part of, it. I, I like seeing people grow. I like seeing people, um, what people do with advice and if they take it and apply it, then it, I, I, cause I've seen it happen multiple times in my life with other people I've given advice to. And, um, it, it seems like, you know, I, I mean, I'm not saying that like I'm the most amazing advice giver, but, uh, it's just cool to see that, right. It's like something it, it I think that's what teachers get to experience when you teach a kid Mm -hmm. uh, certain skill sets and you watch them grow um, and they come back to you 5, 10, 20 years later and they say thank you or, you know, for for the impact you made. um, Yeah. I think that's what they feel. Um, And and that's I think that's a really great, great feeling. Um, But at the same time. I'm still going through my journey, so I don't even know if I'm qualified to uh, sometimes give advice. I mean, I can, when it comes to music, but, um, but even then, like nowadays, there are so many amazingly talented people out there that, uh, I'm like, I need to learn from you. So.
1: I think that's such a great place to be. I think that's, uh, well, they say that they being, you know, the internet or whoever said it, but I, I, I was very moved and like inspired by this, this quote of like, you know, you really have reached a level of maturity and wisdom when you realize How much you don't know, like that's actually a sign of like now you're like you're getting it because you don't get it a lot, and that's so then you kind of like I think that's a good space of you realize what you can contribute and then where your limitations are, you know, quote unquote, and then figure out how you want to go from there. That I think leads people to be a little bit more open. For when I look at myself. Because I think you and I, what I've always loved about you, David, and why I've enjoyed talking with you is, like, I like that you're opinionated. And I, too, am opinionated. Am I
0: opinionated? I think so. Do I sound opinionated? Really? Okay.
1: Opinionated in, like, that you're always open to share your thoughts. And, like, Mm -hmm. in Asian America specifically, which you and I, that's how you and I know each other. I've been around a lot of people who really second-guess and hesitate and flinch Mm -hmm. on, like, having a declarative thought sometimes, right? Unless it was... Dictated to them by somebody else or it was prescribed, you know, like where's right. your original thought and I, I, that's something very refreshing that I found about you, David, even if I like mm-hmm. didn't always know what you're talking about <laughs> or yeah. maybe necessarily agree, but that doesn't matter. Like it was just so nice to hear somebody have a point of view Um and in our community, yeah. at least when we first started things out when you and I knew each other like what 10 years ago, it was a very different scene where there are fewer people who were willing to put their neck on the line in terms of like having a point of view that somebody could be like really disagreeing with. Right. Yeah. Cause they're just, it was so scary. It was just like, Oh, I'm wrong. Oh no. You know? And you just kind of shrink away. And yeah. I never got that from you.
0: It's 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 um no, I, that's really interesting to hear from you because I've always seen myself as someone who is not opinionated in the sense like, uh, I mean, let's use politics for example. Mm-hmm. Um. Every, I think. Um, I guess when I hear opinionated, it, it like the default thing that I go to is, oh, you're either left or right, but oh, got it. um, like polarized, right? So like, I hate this and I love this, or this is right or this is wrong. So the whole, you know, thing about being polarized is is so today, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but what I realize is when it comes to a lot of Issues and things in general, it's not so black and white. It's not so left or right. It's right. something in between. It, it always, and, it, and the answer is it's always, it depends. It always just depends. Um, like for example, I was taught, we were, um, there's this, uh, question that someone asked on taco about the, a law that was passed in Texas about, um, abortion, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, they, 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 I, I get, I don't know if it's, uh, it's been, um, Signed on, but uh, if you have an abortion, if you're if it's if the baby is six weeks or younger, uh, it is illegal or something like that.
1: And I think after six weeks.
0: After six weeks, yeah. And mm-hmm. so I actually responded to it.
1: Mm-hmm. I have
0: I have a belief on that too. Actually, Um, mm-hmm. is it okay to go go there
1: if this? you'd like to?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll. So what I responded was, and, and the I'm, I'm I'm trying to basically. Um, Mentioned that it's like it, it's really about it depends, right? It, it, mm-hmm. it, um, for example, I just had a I, I have a kid, I have a daughter now. Right? Congratulations! Thanks. She's five months old. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> if I were to ask the question, like her name, her name is Bijou. I I I would I would I would ask if Bijou was six weeks. Old or less. Mm -hmm. Do, would I still consider her to be an actual living being, a human? Mm -hmm. My answer is yes. I think once that sperm enters an egg, it's a human being. Mm -hmm. That's what I, that's what I believe personally. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, when it comes to a woman's body, I also am in the camp that a woman should be able to abort the baby if she wants to. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's hard to say that because what if my wife aborted Bijou
1: Mm -hmm.
0: for whatever reason she wanted to? I think it's already hard enough for a woman to have to uh, live that, live with that for the rest of her life that she had to get an abortion. Mm -hmm. I think that's already hard enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also the argument about you know incest or or rape you know, should a woman be able to abort? I think they should be. I think they should be because like I said, regardless of whether it was through a boyfriend, girlfriend or a, a family member or some random person who forced this woman to have sex with them or they got raped, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Which, are all,
0: which are all horrible situations Um, except for, you know, if it's a legitimate relationship, but like, <clears throat> like I said, aborting a baby is, difficult, regardless of the situation. Um, so, but they should be able to, Uh, that's, that's my stance. I know it's, I'm going into this like
1: controversial. Again, this, I I feel like if anything, it's, you're giving a exhibit of like why I've appreciated talking with you, David, because you can have a clear point of view on something that a lot of people don't want to sometimes say out loud because they're, it's going to invite a certain amount of Commentary or criticism or judgment or what have you, right? Like these are mm-hmm. these are precarious times now, right? Like our opinions and our thoughts or our beliefs. And I'll say contextually like what you're saying of like it depends of like growing up to become an adult and participating in the world, mm-hmm. um, and understanding that nothing is black or white and that it is very nuanced and there are always exceptions, and there are so many mm-hmm. difficult things. Yeah, you have, you can't, it is very, to me, in so many, in most cases, I'd say vast majority of cases, it's like very, immature and unwise to think that it is binary black or white right or wrong right and Mm -hmm. to exclude the nuance and the complexity and the hardship that you're talking about when it comes to a woman's choice we're not even it's not like people who are saying that they're pro-choice are not saying they encourage abortion those are two separate discussions right Mm -hmm. it's saying like does the woman have the right to make that choice for herself that's what the argument is and that's why a lot of the controversy that i get very fired up about is people who have no idea the difficulty or not even sat and really thought about the difficulty of making that kind of decision or mm. making that decision saying, yeah. or, or implying that they know best about what the right decision is. And like on all, all in so many different levels, besides the issue of abortion itself, just like the right to choose that is so infuriating for me. It's been mm-hmm. to the point where like, it's, it's like, I wanted, it's another reason why I have wanted to like separate myself from the world. And like, we've had enough of those things going on right now. Right. Like it's always a lot of stuff, right? So I, I just, I appreciate you being open about that and, and stating like your reason and the way that you come to those reasons. It's hard to have calm, rational conversations about something that's so personal and that means so much. And I get it. And I, I too have that. And I, I wondered like how I wanted to go about sharing my thoughts on that, on this podcast. That's my, I, I guess that to me, will be like my, my appetizer. I don't know what to call that. Like, that's my, <laughs> my little bit that I'll say I've yeah. been very, very upset about that whole fiasco and watching <laughs> this is what you know, this as like, you know, an artist, a creator, like to read the comments, Whew, mm-hmm. like we all know, like we've been around enough, David. Like we've all known, like don't read the comments. But I have read some of them. We're human.
0: We want to yeah. know what people. We want to know what people think. Yeah. Even though, even if there are people who say they don't care about what people think, they do. I I think all <laughs> humans care. Even if you have thick skin, you still care. Yes. Right. It's like it, if you didn't care truly. I mean, you wouldn't have. Any friends. You want people to care about what you care about.
1: Yeah. Right. If you didn't care, then why are you saying that you don't care? Like, then you wouldn't just, you just wouldn't say it. (laughs)
0: Like, exactly, exactly.
1: The irony. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we all
0: care. And and, and it's all, it's just a part of, uh, just being human. Right. I agree. And the other thing too is, you know, especially with social media and people putting themselves out there, you know, when you put yourself out there, it really just encapsulates that particular moment in your life
2: mm-hmm. and
0: look I could feel this way about abortion right now mm-hmm. next week next month in 10 years in 30 years I could feel completely different I could be like no woman cannot right yeah um, or or I could and I could flip back and forth because I'm just conflicted within myself and yeah. so that's what humans are we, if we were robots and we were programmed to think a certain way then we would have very clear thoughts and it would remain, but the, the, what the internet or at least the, the people on the internet don't allow for is for people to grow in front of them um, and have these evolving thoughts uh, and, and experiences. And so that's a whole nother thing um, that uh, hopefully um, maybe maybe a certain segment of human beings on earth who use social media can understand that and be open-minded enough to be like, oh, you know, that's what they think now. Maybe they'll they'll change their mind in the future, you know.
1: Absolutely, and the, and the thing is, sometimes I think when when I think of that, there's a lot of people in my immediate circle that I have seen change, and then the fear side of me gets, which is reflected parallel on the internet of like, oh, they're just doing that; it's all fake, you know, they're just doing it like a PR reason, and that happens. I'm not saying yeah. it doesn't, hundred percent. But I do, th- I agree with you that it would be nice. I, I still want to lean on the side of like. When I look at myself 10 years ago, even five, I'll be, you know, five years ago, I feel like I'm a pretty different person now. I'm the same mm-hmm. a lot of ways, but I'm really different. And so I want to give that space to other people to be like, other people can also mature and grow. Otherwise, then I'm not allowed to have that grace, you know, from anybody else or from exactly. myself for that matter. It's it's so shitty. <laughs> like,
2: yeah.
1: how, how, what? Like, we have to mm-hmm. have that space or like, we're screwed. And it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know. I I would love to like know this too, because I do think you're, you're in the Asian American community an icon and in the YouTube community an icon, uh, because just simply because of this, this, uh, willingness that, and like the timing of your life and the, the, the trajectory your life took having adopted YouTube early on, right. Being like an early creator there. And I know that that's like, and I want to get to obviously where you are now and like all the crazy things, but if we could rewind a little bit and do a little reflection, like what is impossible to say, like in an hour for you to sum up everything you've learned from being an influencer or to have watched that word even exist right in, in the Mm -hmm. creation of your career. Like, can you, for those who are just getting on, on track with David Choi, what was it when you first started? Like when you, what were your intentions? Do you remember that at all? Like,
0: yeah, I, I do. Like- I, 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 I do remember my intentions and it was really just for growth. Like I, I, I was before YouTube, I was always into getting feedback about my music. Mm-hmm. Um, I would send it to friends and say, hey, I didn't write this song. I'm just recording it for someone. What do you, what are your thoughts on it? Because I wanted unbiased opinions on my music because I wanted to get better. I wanted to be really good at what I, what I did. And so, Hmm. um, YouTube was a great way for me to do that. It was also a very new space at the time. It was very foreign for anyone to show their face on camera and upload it. And that was a very weird thing, um, that I saw people do on YouTube. And, uh, eventually I, I kind of, you know, found it in myself and, uh, just to, it didn't feel like I had to be brave. It just felt like more like, hey, let's experiment. Let's see what happens. Cause it it doesn't seem like real people <laughs> online here. It's almost like there's just robots that are typing comments, but <laughs> um, it was more of a social experiment, at, uh, you know, along with trying to get feedback and uh, a bunch of things. I didn't have any aspirations that, uh, you know, that I would, you know, maybe someday become a full time musician from doing this or, or it wasn't any of that. Yeah. Uh, It was literally the timing and it turned into something uh, pretty spectacular for me. Uh, It was really the timing and preparation. And um, I can't really say it was, you know, strategic or anything like that. It it just kind of happened.
1: I love that. I still think that, like, I'm in awe of that, if I may, just like, I. Full disclosure, I, I am very bad with feedback or mm-hmm. I very much fear asking for feedback. Most have people historically. are. Yeah. M- most people So are. I'll say that that's a characteristic of yours, again, to to be open about what you think, what you feel and about your work. Like to say, hey, here it is. What do you think? And I don't know that many people who are like chomping at the bit. Like, yo, let me know what you think. Most people are like, okay, I worked my butt off on this. Please like it. If you don't, don't talk to me. Like, that's how I felt. Like I will, mm. I made a music video in 2015 and I literally ran and went under the covers as if that was going to protect me. But um, <laughs> I like posted on YouTube and I had a heart attack, by the way. Um, and then just jumped on the, cause I was so, and I, I still grapple with that to this day, Mm -hmm. like making something, how did you always grow up that way? Were you always like, Hey, I made this. What do you think? Like, did you, you, did you never really struggle with getting negative feedback?
0: Um, I, man, that's a really interesting question. Um, I, I think I, there was one part of side of me that didn't care what people thought, mm. but that's because nobody cared. <laughs> um, <That's interesting. laughs> I was very shy. I didn't have like that many friends. And I was like, nobody, I don't think really people care. So let's just get this feedback and, and, you know, see if, see what they really think. And I was able to kind of be objective about things. And, and as a songwriter, one of the things you have to do is be okay with detaching yourself from the work, even mm-hmm. if it is personal. <sighs> and, and that's a really hard skill set to, to, to build. I had to build that in myself. Um, and, and, and if you peel the layers, right? Mm-hmm. What does it come down? What does it boil down to? In my opinion, I think it boils down to the level of this is getting really deep, but, um, who you are as a person. First, first yeah. and foremost, yeah. you have to, you have to find a uh, comfort in that you, like the, you are, uh, you are not the work that you created. You are a different person. You have, you know, I am, I am a kind person. I am, you know, I, I'm a person who works hard. Those are things that people can't take away from you that <clears throat> you can't really attach that to a song. And so you find out, all the things as to why you are special why why you are unique it's just really about how do i even say it? like acceptance of yourself first and foremost once you've accepted and grounded yourself in who you are
2: mm. at least in that
0: that moment in time then any work you put out becomes just like a loose extension of who you are but it's not who you are It's just an like an extension that could be cut off,
1: basically. It's a a thingy that you made and now it's externalized outside of yourself.
0: Yeah. And so whatever people, however people critique it, like I said, yeah, we're humans. We're going to feel it. Of course, when someone doesn't like something I create, I don't like it. But (laughs) if you keep exercising that muscle, then your skin gets thicker and thicker. And then you're able to say, oh, you know what? That's true. What they said is probably what what these 10 people said the same thing. It's probably true. Oh, you know what? Next time I do this, I'm not going to make that mistake again. It just makes you better and better and better and that just makes in turn your life better, it makes your work better, it makes you know, it impacts more people. Like you can keep attaching meaning to why it's important for you to experience this growth. And and with growth there's Pain involved as well. It's like working out, right? You got so to feel sore in order to get bigger and more toned muscles. It's the same concept with any sort of struggle in life. Struggle is good actually because it, 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 it makes you stronger and that's grit, right? And, and, yep. um, it's such a paradox in life, but.
1: Cause all we want is ease. You know, I think the funny thing, the yeah. irony is that like, or the paradox is that what we're seeking is ease ease and pleasure and peace and comfort right all these things that are the exact opposite of like let me put blood sweat and tears but like there's so much satisfaction that you get out of doing that but like the byproduct is you learn how to have grits and you learn how to get the dirt under your nails and like tear the muscle fibers with all of the above that make you able to achieve that but then it also cycles right like you Mm -hmm. like you're saying you you make one thing and then you kind of reach a certain pinnacle and then you got to kind of start all over again because nothing stays the same YouTube certainly didn't it kept evolving and you had to keep learning and you know I'm curious like what were what do you did you have a moment where somebody kind of really did get to you like what you're saying is so profound and I swear I didn't know that I needed to hear this today but you're saying exactly what I needed to hear today um but like in the parts where you're like, when you have self-acceptance, I feel like that's what we're striving for our entire lives. And for like a young person or or even grown adult to like have that truthful self-acceptance, it's a pretty, pretty aspirational thing. It's a pretty tall order, right? So we're going to have good days and bad days. Did you ever have a day during like the ascent or in these experimental times where you were like, you did take like a really big blow where you're like, Oh, what am I even doing? Like maybe I'm not all cut the time. out for this. Yeah. All the uh,
0: uh, imposter syndrome creeps in all the time. Mm-hmm. Um that's just a part of the the human experience, right? Like having your first you know boyfriend or girlfriend like oh, am I like good enough? Like you know these st- thoughts always creep in or mm-hmm. it's like oh, am I doing this the right way? Right? It, it, it's <laughs> it's fear of the unknown basically is yeah. what really uh you know disables everybody from yes. moving forward right and it's <laughs> like it it numbs you and it it's like <clears throat> demotivates you and it's all of these bad things but you know i that's like an evil force that that is always constantly trying to mess with you but you have to combat it with you know all of the more positive things that you know are good for you like for example like i just started I mean, I should have done this a while back, but I started going on walks, like something as simple mm. as that, mm-hmm. you know, you can control it. You can, you can get those endorphins going. Like we know all these things like, yeah, yep. have like a little bit of chocolate. Chocolate's good for you too, right? <laughs> Talk to friends, like surround yourself with the right people. Um, You know, words are also powerful. Say, say things to yourself that are, 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 are good. Like don't beat yourself up, right? And if you Mm -hmm. do, then catch yourself and find someone who will bring you back up right? Mm -hmm. or learn how to do it yourself Mm -hmm. or turn on that whatever motivational song or or whatever. Like we have all these tools, but yeah, the the, the scary part is that debilitating sort of thought that creeps in that um, just really messes with you. Right, like it really does. I, I've, I, yeah. So going back to your question, I had plenty of that. You know, people. Like you hear those stories of people seeing seeing only the the good things that happen in other people's lives. There were yeah. so many moments along that path. You know, may, maybe in your eyes you see it as an ascent, but or a, or an upward slope. But for me, it never felt like an upward slope. It always felt just volatile. If you mm-hmm. looked at if it was a graph, it was just a, a line that went. Zigzagged up and down, but never moved upwards. Um, (laughs) but, but it's really, it it only moves upward if you're, if you, you yourself says, say it's that it's moving upward.
1: So true. Like,
0: like you, you have to define it that way and and have hope that, yeah, things are going to get better because they always do. As long as I, you know, I really truly feel if you work hard and you have good people around you and you're, you're, um, you know, you, 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 set your eye on the prize, um, mm-hmm. and you just do things the right way with the right people. Um, it'll eventually work itself out and it's proved proven to be true. Look at, look at, uh, talk to anyone in their, you know, 50, sixties, 70s, 80s, and they're going to tell you the same thing. Yeah. It always gets better, right? It always sure. gets better. So I, I think it's, it's a lot, like a lot of what I said has a lot to do with your mindset, Right. Mm -hmm. And and, and it's an, it's a muscle. We all have to exercise it. We all have to put good things in there.
1: I'm now thinking of like a poster from my high school leadership class about like the attitude determines altitude. Is that what it was? Mm. But you know, like it's those, it's those things. And I I agree with that. And, and the, the, also the another metaphor that you're talking about is the the muscle part it's practice. Right. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what, what it was in me as a kid when I was, um, I was, I was a big school nerd. I don't know how you were, David. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to know, but little Minji was like really, really addicted to getting straight A's. I was like, yeah. I love getting gold stars, man. It was, it was a very, mm-hmm. uh, worthy effort for me. And I got a lot of satisfaction out of that. So thankfully, you know, from to my parents, they didn't have to ever really give me any <laughs> pressure about academics. Cause I'm like, uh, why wouldn't I get straight A's kind of thing? But like, yeah. I, it wasn't easy by all means like you know you go to a different subject you go to a harder thing you you go to the next grade it gets harder right but mm-hmm. I think um there are certain moments that I do remember being really driven one of them was like doing my multiplication tables I don't know did you ever <laughs> do this in elementary school we had to like we did speed multiplication tables did you ever do that
0: mm-hmm. um I kind of like like what's eight times seven right like just really fast and then you have to answer it. yeah yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> But like it was, ingra- yeah, so we did this in like in fourth grade, Mr. Moreno's mm-hmm. class. We freaking uh did all of these like t- every single day. So it was repetition, right? And it mm-hmm. got so ingrained in my head. And we had this whole race in my class that whoever finished the multiplication tables first, everyone, the entire class is racing. You finish it first. You get to go up and hold this big, awesome silver stopwatch that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, And you get to time the rest of the class because you had to tell everyone when they reach a minute mark a minute 30, whatever. Right. Cause at Mm. the end we would mark the time on our times tables. So it was everyday practice. So it was repetition, but there was a prize, at least for me to like win a B like get that freaking, I love that stopwatch. It was so sick. And, Mm. uh, I would do it. And I very often got to the front, I got the stopwatch and it was like a big moment of, but like, I do remember, like, I would talk to myself in it. I would go to the numbers, right? I'm like one time so da, 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 and I do the numbers. But there are moments where like I kind of get stuck and it's like, you got this, Minji. I remember thinking like, you know this, like you mm-hmm. got it. So I was like yeah. that self-talk, at least in that arena, because a lot of other spaces I wasn't being that <laughs> positive or like mm-hmm. uh self-motivational. But at least for the timetables, I yeah. was very... Positively encouraging to myself. It's like, you got mm. this, you got this, you know it, you know it. And like, cause I had done it before. So it's just, I remember, I try to recall those feelings and that those moments where I wasn't self sabotaging, if you will, cause that's yeah. a common thing now as an adult.
0: And look at What's you now, you, you, you know, your multiplication tables, <laughs> it got better, right? It
1: did. It did. See, and trust me, that. when you're trying to quote somebody for like, you know, your work, multiplication tables come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> or when you're shopping. Um yeah. yeah. Do you I what what was the can you rec, it's, it's been a while, right? But like when you decided to leave the YouTube world behind and when like you had moved on to different things, because you know, a lot of things I want to talk to you about include transitioning, right? Out of Man. like even within the career when you were becoming yeah. a viral YouTube sensation and doing tours and stuff, um, where did it start to change for you? Like what made you decide? This isn't you, it for me anymore.
0: Yeah. I, I, I've been doing, I, I've been doing the YouTube thing for you know, a very long time. And I think I just kind of got burnt out. I got tired mm. of being in that sort of uh, cycle of, of content creation and releasing and then doing the same thing again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to do something different. I think maybe I wanted a, a new challenge. Um, I hear that you know, every 10 years people switch careers and, and trajectories and so, Uh I I guess I was one of them. And I didn't want to do something completely different because I didn't think that was smart. Um Mm -hmm. uh but I wanted to transition to something else and that was that was tech. Um it it took years, uh I would say at least a few years, uh to probably even more than that, to to really transition, I guess. It's Mm -hmm. it doesn't it never felt like going from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it feels more like I'm still trying to get to B. if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, mm-hmm. it's really just that journey in, in, in the uh, things that I'm learning al- along the way.
1: It's funny because I'm kind of in a, maybe where you were, I know that you're still on, you're on the squiggly line towards point B and mm-hmm. I too, I am too. I'm curious, like, were there different, cause there's been a lot of talk, at least amongst my friends and people that I am inspired by a lot about, uh, setting intentions and like being very clear about for me, it's setting intentions has always kind of been ingrained in me, I guess. But Mm -hmm. for me, it's actually setting more concrete goals that have become more applicable in my life because I haven't been as, I guess, concrete or finite about the things that I want to do. It was all kind of like in a gray zone of like, I want to do this and I want to Mm -hmm. do this. And now it's like, well, by when? And like, how will you know that you got there? What are your key performance indicators, right? Those are, all, um,
0: that's so, it's so, uh, so much pressure.
1: Yeah. It's but so it, at pressure. least I'll pull a line from Shang-Chi because have you watched it? Have you watched Shang-Chi? yet.
0: I haven't yet. I haven't yet. I, it, I don't want to do
1: any spoilers. But basically it's about like, like having an idea of where you want to go. You're more likely to go there than if you don't know. Right. Absolutely. Agreed. So even though there's pressure and yeah. I don't know. I think I'm like just the product of my dad. I -hmm. feel like no pressure, no diamonds, man. Like you gotta, you have to have some pressure, right? Like I know that there's, we're so under stress right now that it's like a lot and we're probably too much pressure in life right now at the moment. But in general, I'm like, I just don't, I want to be a supportive mom later if I become a mom, but I also feel like I'm still going to push the hell out of my kids. Like, so what's, so what is it that you're thinking? Like, Mm-hmm, How are we going to move mm-hmm. forward, not yeah. be too free-floating? But that's the way I look at it, Yeah, Impression of diamonds.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's important to have goals for sure. Like I have a list of things that I've, I've written even probably eight years ago that I mm-hmm. keep in a drawer, right, things that I want to accomplish. Uh, and, and, and you won't accomplish all of them, but I think even the act of writing things down on a piece of paper and yeah, tucking it away and storing it. It's pretty interesting that uh, a, a lot of the stuff on my list uh, actually happened. Um, I want to know. Is, which is really interesting. But I mean, they're just like general things. Like I want to get, you know, I want to marry an amazing woman. Like I, I did. Um, <laughs> I want more dogs. I have two right now. <laughs> We'll probably have more in the future
1: <laughs> nice uh, it,
0: it just like little things like that like like you know things that that you can attain in the future like y- like those are all things that uh that i think people should write down and because it gives you kind of like a compass like a, a a north star for life in general big picture and then you should write your goals of, of what you want to accomplish in terms of career as well right absolutely so so those are all important things you know, Spiritually, physically, career, life—all all those things—I think um, we we need something to 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 take us there,
1: right? Yeah, so. absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna come back. I want to know the amazing woman thing. I just I would love to hear the whole story because I heard for sure Cliff's Notes. You gave me bullet points a while back when I got to meet her, and she's wonderful. She's beautiful. Um, when you're at the career point and you're saying like, "I'm sick of the content creation," this 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 YouTube rat race, if you will, or like the, cre- the artists, I mean, not that many people know it too, right? Like more and more people might know it now because there's, like you said, so many more platforms for people to monetize and like to make it their thing. But again, you're in like a very, I don't know if experimental is right, but like, just, it wasn't being done before. You are part of the OG group that was like, watching it become the thing that it is now, right? That other people Mm -hmm. kind of flow into. So at the point that you were like really uh, hitting burnout, was there like, when did you make the decision to say like, I want to go into tech and was, what was that transition? Like, I'm curious, did you like, set a time and be like, okay, so no more YouTube. Like I'm not writing any more music. Cause you're still, I, I featured your single in my last episode, by the way. So you're still making music. What was that? Mm-hmm. What were your intentions at that point where like you started to really switch out of like, I'm David Choi, singer, songwriter, creator. It was hard.
0: It was hard. Yeah. yeah. What was that um, like? Well, the, this, the switch, it, it did bring a, a few things here. So one of the things that I, I noticed was people didn't want me to change. Uh, they wanted me to Uh remain the musician. They wanted me to be the singer, the YouTuber. And, you know, when I would ask for help or advice for, from certain people, um, you know, I could kind of tell, like, it's like, oh, you're in my space now. Interesting. Okay. Uh. Um, and so that was really an interesting sort of thing that I experienced. Um, you know, for me, I was like, music's always going to be a part of who I am. It's, it's, it's in my DNA. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, with those transitions, those types of things happen with people. And I, uh, w- yeah, I wish I had more support. So I definitely felt uh, alone in that in some regard. Um, mm. But there were also people that that, that did support and, uh, you know, I became friends with and whatnot. Uh, I, I think one of the other big things that that I had to do was I had to actually stop uploading YouTube videos in order to, Fully transition over. Um, Okay. And I, it's almost like, it's almost like saying, I need to work out, I need to get healthier. And you never go to the gym, you're still (laughs) at home. And yeah, you can do push ups and run around your neighborhood, but I actually had to do the whole, like, I I actually had to quit. Like, it's the equivalent of driving your ass to the gym and then (laughs) entering that door and then. (laughs) sitting in front of a machine or, or weights and lifting it up. I had to do that fully. Uh, and, and for me, that was quitting YouTube altogether. Wow. And so I did, and it was scary and it was tough and it was a new foreign world. And I was in survival mode and I, uh, you know, I, I sacrificed a lot. I risked. I, I took a huge risk. Um, you know, I was living off of savings and Mm. I lived through all of my savings pretty much. Mm. Um, and, and I, you know, got to a really tough place, but, Mm. um, it was, it was, it was worth it because I learned a lot from it. I gained a lot from it. I gained a lot of grit from it. Um, life experience, um, the ability to be, uh, to, to have more gratitude in life. Um, for small things and those things you can't learn unless you go through the struggle. So totally, um, for me that, that, uh, that really helped me a lot. Um, yeah, but I would say the single most biggest thing that I did was actually quitting the thing that was holding me back, which was YouTube for moving forward.
1: I feel so spoken to. How do you, how did you? Make that decision. Like, cause you're, I, you I just I, do it. You yeah. you know, it's
0: like, it's like, you know, when you, have you been to a, a you know, a cliff where you jump off into a lake?
1: Like, I have not done that yet. See, there are other gone medical sky-diving? things I need to do. Have you gone, I sky-diving? <laughs> have gone skydiving? I have. It's yeah. the
0: same thing. You, yeah. you put on the suit, you sign the death waiver, you go, <laughs> go up in that plane, right? You go up in the plane and then you, you, I mean, you jump. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude. The, the person behind you will probably j- jump for you, but yeah, it's like, I
1: wasn't going out by myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, but it's the same concept. You just got to find the courage and, and trust that, you know what? It will be okay. What is the worst, the absolute worst that will happen? Will you die? No, most likely not. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst that will happen is what you move in with your parents, you ask for help. Or maybe if your parents can't afford you, yeah, you're gonna what, crash on your friend's couch and then Mm -hmm. be sad for a while and then figure out what you're gonna do next and then, and then it'll move up. You'll just move up from there, right? I mean, these stories have taken place billions of times. There's billions of people on Earth who've made it, and you know, for me, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not that special in terms of like, like the the hardships that I'm going through, the struggle. Sure. Like, there's sure. people who have it way worse, who've done way more. Right. And so for me, I use that as a source of inspiration and um, a way for me to just, I mean, it's hard. Easier said than done, right? I'm making it sound easy, but it, it you, you just got to take that step. That's That's all you have to do. It's like anything else beyond taking the actual step is just you convincing yourself to not move forward, basically. It's an excuse at the end of the day. Absol-
1: Absolutely. Because uh, like, you I don't think you're making it sound easy. You're making it sound simple because it is. And I think that's like the unvarnished truth, right? It is that simple. Yeah. You either do it and you go for it or you don't. And you're going to find a million and a half reasons. And I could list 98% of them for you because I have them myself. <laughs> like why yeah. it can't, you can't, I can't do <clears throat> this right now. I can't, but, but you know, like, I, I just, I've had so many, I think f- for me personally right now, I what I'm feeling, and I won't bore you with them at this point, but like, I feel like I have so many things kind of like tying me to shore and what I want to go and like take a machete and just like cut them all off. Like, I just don't want to be tethered to things that... Are unnecessary, right? These these doubts and these like fears of so, like, oh, but if I don't, I'm not gonna make any money. That's a big one okay. for me.
0: And like so, how about oh. this, Bingy? How about mm. this? When are you going to cut and machete all that off?
1: Within this month, actually. That is something that I I've been will in the do. process. I will do. Those are those are those are give me I, your word. I'm giving you my word, David. On my own podcast. Cause Good. yeah. Cause you're somebody I do respect and like you've done it. That's, that's why I also like the environment of who you talk to about these things, like who you're getting advice from. I realize, like, yeah, I have had, I've been really, really fortunate to have really supportive people, but some of them are also quite risk averse. Right. And they don't quite know the world that I inhabit some of them and they are looking out for me, quote unquote. So like, I just had to learn over time and experience, like, was their advice, the best advice, right? Like, you have to learn through trial and error. Are they the person that actually understands what the hell I'm talking about? And do they... Because at the end of the day, these are all just words to, like, give you perspective. But at the end of the day, you have to do it. Like, I have to do it. I have to decide, for me, what I want to have in life, be that family, this type of career, this type of peace, this type of lifestyle... I'm the one that calls those shots and nobody else is going to know or understand or support that the same way I would. So you don't know where all those things merge.
0: Exactly. And the more data, and this is something I've even learned more. I mean, recently Mm -hmm. is the more data you get. Cause I'm a, I I like getting data. I like getting advice from people. I love talking to a lot of different people and collecting as much data so I can make a better decision. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of things in life, what I realized, and this is me, you know, being a CEO of a company with employees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and having a lot of different advisors and people like that is that you know, deep down inside,
1: you mm. know, the answer
0: and you're the only one who can actually make it happen. Yeah. Everything else, like I said again, can distract you from what you actually want. And that wastes a lot of time. Yeah. Because we can't get time back, right? We're just, we're all getting older and. Anytime there's, there's anything that, that is said to you that keeps you from taking action, Mm. you have to get yourself to take action constantly. Like, you know, the worst thing for me is when I get into these slumps, um, where, whether it be yourself or you're hearing, you get a piece of feedback or a comment or whatever it is. That doesn't make you feel good. What mm-hmm. usually ends up happening with people is they stop operating, they stop executing, they they get into this like, crawl into this hole, and then they're just like, okay, I'm not motivated today. Yep. Right. Yep. It's very common. And so what I learned is is how do you quickly get out of that hole? You got to get out of that hole as fast as possible and get back to being taking action, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Sometimes too much data and too many people giving advice can also keep you in that hole and and keep you unproductive. Right. And so the only way to produce results in your life is by taking action. No one, no one, nothing, nothing great happens from someone just sitting in front of their computer and playing video games all. The, I mean, unless you're a Twitch streamer, but uh, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> True. Yes. Yeah. You got to take action, basically. And it's like, it's a skill to get out of that as fast as possible, you know?
1: Finally, I think that like even the taking action thing, because I think the the context in which you and I are talking right now, which is still in the middle of COVID, right? Um, That taking action, at least for me, in terms of like how to maintain my drive or like my performance or whatever you like, my productivity in a long, in a long term perspective, Mm -hmm. a lot of my actions for me personally has been being brutally protective of my time and energy which means my action has Mm. been saying no to more things so like blocking more things out and like when people come knocking wanting x y or z from me like it hurts david because like you're saying like it's Mm. not easy it's hard for me to let people down quote unquote or feel like i'm letting people down or Because that's what I was so accustomed to. That's the value. That was my identity. That was my daily uploads, if you will. Like, that's how I Mm -hmm. got the dopamine kick that I'm doing something, you know. And that a lot of that identity for me came from helping other people. A lot of that, even, Mm -hmm. like, I'll I'll be really, like...
0: I have that, too, yeah.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of collab stuff. Like, I was so community-driven. I don't regret it, but I learned a lot from it. Like, Mm -hmm. there were so many times I was depleted and that I gave all of myself... And I'm not trying to pay myself a martyr. This is something I chose to do and that I felt driven to do. But I was so into the community. And it was a lot of ego in there too. like getting these like the position of being executive director and feeling like I had the power and authority to move the needle or something. Like I Mm -hmm. got a lot of satisfaction out of that. But it also took a lot out of me. And what it was the expense of that was not being able to create the stuff I wanted to create write the yeah. scripts I wanted to. Now I have no excuse. Now it's just me procrastinating and self-sabotaging. Yeah. But like at the time, like I literally had no time because every night there was an event. There was always something that I got something to do and some on. sponsorship yeah. I got to get on behalf of the community. And that's what I've been like recuperating from a little bit in the aftermath. Cause David, you know, I like technically stepped down three years ago, but I've still mm-hmm. been still so a part of the Asian American community that like,
2: yeah,
1: I was like, what could have happened in all those years? (laughs) Theoretically, I don't know, because we don't know, we can't go back in time. But like, to me, I had to really sit with that of like, why do I feel so depleted? And when still people come after me, like exactly what you said, they don't want you to change. They're used to having you be this person and be predictable and reliable and everything they need and more to do X, Y, or Z. And like, you're like, no, I'm trying to leave that behind. That's, that's, I'm no longer in that space. I'm now doing this thing. You're like, I'm a CEO of a company. If you want to work with me there, like, let's talk. But like that part, it's not, and that, that'll, you know, create a different dynamic with people for all those reasons. Like I was just being really aware this last year, especially like how much of a toll that took, uh, how much I benefited too. It's not, again, nothing's black or white. I got so much out of it, but Do I want to keep repeating that, you know, is that something I want to, and what do I got to do internally, including the saying, no, you know, respectfully declining, if you will be like, I don't have time or energy for that. I'm so sorry, but good luck. Um, but good on you. Like, honestly, and I will say that I like hundred percent truth. I know that you had stepped out of the limelight quote unquote in that way of being like a viral, you know, and. Influencer and singer songwriter and the david that we always knew but I really I knew that you were working on this thing And I greatly admired you for that. I have admired you for that Um, even though we haven't talked that much in the the last few years, you know, because there's less interactions because of we're not in Mm. that same sphere that we used to But Mm -hmm. that like I want you to know that that stuck out to me. It's like Bro, he left and he's doing Mm -hmm. something that he's invested in. That's so sick. Like it's amazing So good on you
0: I appreciate that. It's like I said, I'm, I'm still on that journey. I'm learning yeah. a lot. Um, some things I, I learn slower than others, some things <laughs> I can pick up faster, but you know, it, it, it's, uh, everything that I've, I've experienced from the past and, and where I am now is, uh, it, everything that I've experienced from the past is actually, you know, applied to, to what, what I'm going through now. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just like a student, uh, <laughs> to, to we'll. still so yeah. can
1: can we quick like I, I and we've talked so much about like career because i do think in our culture in america being asian american there's so much emphasis on like career and i do think a lot of us put a, our identities are very closely tied with it a lot um mm-hmm. for better or worse right i'm not yeah. recommending it to everybody <laughs> I, I agree with you that I, it's like our work can be our work and it doesn't have to be like, this is all mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. Um, but how did how did the wifey come into play? How did cause you're on this path and you're making this huge life change to exit a very big part of who you were, um, and something you loved and now like were burnt out from, but like it's still hard to let go of that. When did when did you meet? Can you like walk us through because I'm genuinely like yeah. perched on my want to know like what happened yeah yeah yeah
0: for sure so I met Victoria uh in Indonesia um Mm -hmm. she was born in Germany but she kind of lived all over the place uh she's uh, lived in LA she lived in Indonesia Korea Germany New uh, Mexico in Mexico um and so yeah I met her in Indonesia uh through a friend of mine it was a random encounter at, at a coffee shop in uh you know, my my friend Desi was like, "Hey, you want to meet my friend?" She, uh, you know, she used to live in LA, and I was like, "Oh, sure, yeah." It was very casual, uh-huh. um, and we, yeah, we hung out. and We had you know really long conversation, and um, eventually, over time, uh, you know, we kind of uh, started talking more, just you know, through through text or whatever. Because I was traveling during that time, I was in Indonesia for work, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was like a it wasn't like crazy sparks flying from when i first saw her or anything like that um but it was a real it was something that grew over time actually mm. uh um and uh yeah we we were talking for for years um oh. meet in other countries if i was out in like korea she'd come out and um you know it was just, it was a slow and steady build and uh there came a certain point where um you know we we fell in love and I, you know, we. Uh, I told her like, yeah, my intent in, in talking to you and getting to know you is, is you know, I, I want to marry you. So, hmm. um, yeah, we just kept talking. I don't know if this is sounding boring to you or if it's,
1: it's not. Well, it's, I'm 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 um, adding my it, own visuals to it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm not way. the straight
0: door, but <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah. Uh, in January of 2020, uh, she moved out here. Uh, I got parent, uh, permission from her parents and uh, met her family out in Korea. And, um, uh, you know, she she came out and then we got married uh, in April 2020, right during COVID, um, which is also uh, the same time when we got funded for our startup, raised a, a seed round of, of financing march of 2020 so a lot of stuff wow. happened and then um you know a f- couple couple months a few months later uh, she got pregnant uh with my daughter
1: who you've had quite a year a year and a half
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's been um life-changing and so going from you know youtube to then kind of like struggling for years uh yeah. and then going into, uh, startup and, uh, you know, getting our startup funded and then from there getting married and then having a kid. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty wild. Sure.
1: Crazy. How did, how did, and how did it feel to kind of, I mean, I love that it's a really lovely story because it's, it's, um, there's a lot of romanticizing of like I just knew and it was like instantaneous cuz that's still ha- I believe in that. I It does. I mean yeah, and people yeah. have a lot of really strong instincts and so I don't question that but it is also nice to know about you never know like what things become. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's so lovely and um steadfast. That's like a word that keeps coming to me. How in the middle of all this cuz you're saying like you're struggling as a new entrepreneur, right? How, how did that play into like,
0: I was, it, it wasn't, uh, when I say struggling, I, it was uh-huh. one of the like toughest, uh, periods of my life actually. Are I you, did, are I you open to talking about that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't really let anybody know what I, what mm-hmm. I was going through because mm-hmm. I have that sort of pride. Um, and you know, I almost lost everything actually. Cause I, I literally used all of my savings. Got and it. so, um, yeah, it was financially struggling. Nobody knew about it. Um, mm. and, uh, yeah, it was very dark for me actually. Yeah. Um, cause nothing was working out. Um, had co-founder issues. Um, uh, yeah, it was just really hard. It was really, really hard. Uh, and there was no one that could do anything about it.
1: Uh, it's that it thing just, you said, you're, you're just like, it's the life that you, You have to just learn by going through it.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was really hard.
1: Well, I'm I'm really happy that we're talking now and that so much has changed. I think that's actually pretty, pretty accurate. Like the the main thing that we like, we really don't know what anybody's going through ever. Mm -hmm. Like truly, everybody has their pride, and they also have it's just survival and self protection. You can't manage telling everybody sometimes. You know, like. You just have to get through that moment. I don't know. That's yeah. how I felt for me. It's like. Yeah.
0: And I didn't want to uh, burden people either. So it's just like, that's a very, like, sort of. So maybe it's a Korean, Korean thing or Korean
1: and a, so Asian. Asian thing.
0: Yeah. But so. There's
1: part of it that, like, see, and I feel like that's a very, it's a, it's a conundrum because there's part of me that, like, I got through some of the toughest moments of my life and I became such a stronger, wiser, smarter, better person because I dealt with it on my own. But no. like, also, <laughs> that's some like, that's some dangerous stuff you're playing with because you don't know where like it's your really limit hard. is, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So I yeah, don't.
1: So, want uh, you know.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard, and and I think um, you gotta have good friends that are proactive in checking mm-hmm. in with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had you know a little bit of that. Um, I don't say a lot, but a little bit. Um enough, just enough checking in mm-hmm. to where I didn't, you know, I don't think I would have like gone as deep as like attempting to kill myself, but, um, you know, it was, like I said, it was really, really, really tough. Uh, I was super depressed. Yeah. You know, I was, uh, just not in a good place. Um, yeah. Do you remember that's the what, best way to describe it.
1: Yeah. Do you remember? I didn't even go out.
0: I couldn't go out. I couldn't oh. go out cause I didn't have money to go out. I stayed home, you know, I would be uh, buying a $30 pork at Costco that would keep me going for a month. That kind of tough.
1: And also I would say like just like living in L.A. is not affordable, it's It's not
0: exactly not yeah. cheap
1: it's not even like it's not even affordable at this point it's expensive to live here so exactly yeah and it's 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 also the context i'll say um the dangers of the social media and the environment and like we're in a very it's ultra networky city and industry and you've already been part of that so yeah not mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to like further like Darken that cloud, but that's like I'm sure. Like I'm trying to empathize of like I have felt that too at Mm -hmm. at different. I've dipped into like it feels suffocating of like whatever hardship you're going through feels amplified. Uh, It it can feel like a thousandfold, and I'm sure that that can feel like to anybody anywhere that they are, based on whoever your circle is. It's easily that Mm -hmm. feeling too. But those are very real things, and so um, I think. I I say that as a way to not minimize everything we've said prior to this moment, which is why those little things like the taking the walks or like the finding the song that you can stream for free, or like the thing that can get you through that moment is that much more precious and, and Mm -hmm. reminders that those are doable. I need those reminders all the freaking time because I have all these, like what we're saying, like all the excuses, like I can't afford to do that. I can't, uh, I can't quit that. Like what, what would I do if I do that? You know, like there's all these things and those are very real feelings. Those are very, very real. So it's never, I, I'm trying not to use the word just all the time. Oh, just do this. Like, how do you mm-hmm. know, like what someone's just is like, maybe they don't yeah. have the, the, you know,
0: yeah, exactly. The gas yeah. And, to just and, do that. And, and I also want to say that, you know, the, the whole concept of, Completely letting go of something to transition over, mm-hmm. you know. When we first started the conversation, I talked about it depends, right? It depends on the person, and for me, like that's the other side too. That's the flip side. Is that to each their own? Each person has their own journey. And look, YouTube—it just kind of appeared, and mm-hmm. I just it was a it was literally one moment where I was like, you know, what, I'm going to upload this video. It was literally one moment it it, it it was just a thought <laughs> right it, it just <laughs> yeah. and it just happened yeah and then and then it happened and then another thing happened and it just kind of does that life does that and so look like some people don't need to quit their job in order to to continue to and do the next thing some people yeah. need that 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 more sort of i guess uh safer transition right mm-hmm. um but I will say this is like at, at, to, to counter that as well. I mean, there's, there, it really depends, right? It's like, <laughs> um, in order to fully 100% mentally be there, um, and to, to maybe let some of the fear drive productivity. Mm. Yeah. Maybe sometimes some people, depends on the person. Some people need that. I am one, I am that type of person that needs to cut it off so I can fully dedicate 100% of my, time towards whatever I'm doing next. Mm-hmm. So I can give it my full attention. And, mm-hmm. um, that's worked for me. Um, I would say that it, it is the best method, but like I said, again,
1: I'm actually the opposite. I'm like, I think yeah. you and I are very like, I've been, uh, and it has worked for me, but it's because I think of my personality and because of mm-hmm. everything, again, all the, my depends is like, because of my education, because of my network, I've been able to I have had so many overlapping things if, if like you. We mm-hmm. took my resume and you're like, when did you start doing this? So I was like, oh, well, I did that. But I was also doing this and I started a collaboration, but I was working full time. But then during that full time job, I also started acting and like I have so many overlapping things that like and that's what I've I currently I'm like. I can't do this. So now I'm like, you know, machete, right? Like I'm trying to cut away things that are now creating a lot more drag. But before I always needed like multiple revenue streams or multiple, uh, what do you call it? Um, life preservers, if you will, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. in case. And that was my way of going about it. Whether that was right or wrong, I don't know. That's what I chose. (laughs) And now I'm like coming to a different crossroads where I was like, okay, a lot of these things are like, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I think I need a Cut it loose. And that's scary to me because I've never done that before. Um, But like you said, it depends. And so I think, I think what, what the benefit of us having this conversation is to plant the questions. We're not, we don't have a lot of, we have some answers and some advice, but a lot of it is just, well, what do you think, listener? (laughs) What do you, you in your personal life, given your situation, what works best? What makes the most
0: sense? You know, it's the most important thing, given the fact that it depends, is just taking action. That, that, like mm. making a decision about something, mm. yeah. Are you? Am I going to do do it this way or am I going to do it that way? That's the 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 time spent guessing which path you're going to take. That's that's the biggest waste of time. And you know, in 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 running this company, Taco, the biggest thing that a CEO needs to do is. Make a decision. Make a damn decision. Don't just sit there and just try to wait and be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to wait for the right answer because the right answer probably won't ever come. Mm -hmm. You just have to make a decision and go with it. If you fail, it's okay.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Go to plan B, Mm -hmm. right? If plan B doesn't work, you go to plan C and you just keep going until you hit something that works. Um, And that's, yeah, that, that, that's, that's the biggest thing. Make a decision, act on it. Doesn't matter what, whether, you feel it's right or wrong. You know, I could have easily thought that, oh, this is a really bad decision for me to upload this video on YouTube. Really, it could be really bad. I'm, I'm shy. You know, uh, what if people hate it? Like, you know, uh, the video quality is not that great. It's not my best work. I could have done, I could have said so many things that have kept me from taking the action of actually uploading a, Video on YouTube, just hitting that upload button and then walking away and mm-hmm. seeing what happens—that's really life. Like sitting around, you know, talking about what I could potentially do. Well, That—that's—I mean, it's so easy to get stuck there, right? um It's really about taking the action. I think is—I know I'm repeating myself at this. No
1: preaching to the choir, David. There's so <laughs> lists yeah. of things. Yeah. Um. I just yeah I I needed this today so thank you very very much.
0: <laughs> I'm here for you anytime you want to have this type of chat. I I, I do this with um, some friends and uh, as we were speaking, um, I have a friend who just wrote me. She said, "Shit is really moving. I'm so happy."
1: Good! Yay. Amazing! I, I i have these like little things too um that have been happening that I don't talk about that much openly because a lot of things that we have talked about in this conversation which is like my fear of opinions and like whatever um but I'm getting past it that's that's my win today is that I feel myself getting past that drag of like oh what is the wrong thing I'm like I don't care i have to move like
0: yeah you gotta like, convince yourself first yeah. because you know what no one cares as much as you do yeah let's be real
1: they right? don't they really don't they, don't. they, they don't.
0: Really don't so just so just do it <laughs> <laughs>
1: just do don't. it how what are your pros uh wh- what are your what are your uh ways to cope right now because there's a lot of people that i know and that i know listen to this podcast um who have a lot of balls in the air, feel really overwhelmed at times. Yes, take action. Absolutely, we've covered that. Like, get advice if you need it. Take your own advice. Um, what's the way that you're, like, thriving the most right now? Like, is it your walks? Like, what's the thing that's giving you the most? Life? Is spending time with your daughter? Like, I, I also want to, like, see what she looks like because you guys are a beautiful oh, couple.
0: I'm, I'm going to post it. Um, Yay. What What gets me through? Man, that's a tough one having to juggle both fatherhood and, um, you know, being a provider for my family and, and having this, this company. um, The biggest thing that I realized I need needed more recently is, you know, I've, I've never taken a vacation for two years straight. So um, I, uh, you know, finding time for myself is something that I I realized. Um, I mean, I had plenty of time to myself when I was, not married and doing music but um now having you know being in this place now I'm like okay I need that time to really find perspective on mm-hmm. what what actually matters um in relation to to the company but even just for myself just going through that exercise in my my in my mind um is very healthy and yeah. so that's something that I'm uh trying to <laughs> crawl my way back to uh, cuz I really love working and I love being productive in that 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 way but I realized the best way to be productive is to have that space in your mind good um, for you so that's that's where I'm at right now
1: Good for you. Awesome. I love it. That's really, and that's a good reminder. I literally, I cannot get enough reminders of slow down and relax and stop and breathe, <laughs> unclench mm-hmm. your jaw, drink water, all that. Exactly. Um, and do you have one thing in the last, let's say 48 hours, what's one thing that really made you smile recently? Like, made your heart fly?
0: Um, Seeing my daughter, she's really cute. And <laughs> she she so so my wife told me because oh, every every like every week there's always something very new about uh, Bijou and mm-hmm. this week it was that you know so she, she would she would do tummy time so mm-hmm. she would kind of like be in push up position sort of or or uh what do you call it uh, not planking um what's that yoga S- pose where Supermaning or, or uh, where your arms are out and then you're just like your bottom is like your legs are on the ground or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, you stretch her back. Yeah, uh, down, upper, is it down up,
1: dog? Up, upper dog.
0: Yeah, upper dog. She, she's an upper <laughs> dog position, and and then what she what would happen is she then she start crying because she's like I don't know what to do. I'm like stuck. I'm like tired. <laughs> yeah, right. And she was telling me what she learned today was she actually realized like she learned that yeah you're tired. So you, she can actually turn around like like go on her back now because she's t- like. After realizing she's tired. And so she knows that now. So she'll she'll go tummy time and then when she's tired, she'll actually flip around. Um, and that's really interesting and, and fun to kind of hear uh in really learning
1: how to give herself a break, you guys. Exactly.
0: And so she turns around and then she starts laughing. It's like, you know, we learn so much from these these little babies and, and watching them grow. Like, man, you know what? Sometimes that's really all we need to do as adults. Just if something's that painful. It's as simple as just turning around, lying down, <laughs> so and just laughing. You know what so I'm saying? It's like true. so simple, but we make things so complicated with our lives that
1: uh-huh.
0: it's just,
1: it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. That's a new thing. You can share on Taco or whatever, whichever platform you choose. But Taco um, is lessons, life lessons from Bijou. I would honestly. I love those. It's just, it makes it so adorable and you welcome it and it teaches you something very profound. You're like, just turn over, babe. You're fine. I always (laughs) learn.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Love it. Can you, do you want to share about, we didn't like, we talk about the process a lot and thank you everyone. And thank you for sharing such deep insights, honestly, because I just want to say like, I know, I can feel it for me and knowing you as a person as much as I do, like those lessons are hard earned. Like that wasn't like, Oh, I just like went on a walk and thought of these things. It's like, no, I went through a lot of really deep, dark things to like learn yeah. these very valuable lessons. So thank you for sharing that because yeah. Those are those are good gems um to either remind or learn, you know, for everybody yeah. listening. And to apply. And I still
0: yeah, and I still have days where I don't want to learn any of these things. I don't uh-huh. want to keep I don't want to oh. keep going through this. I oh, do yeah. not. But then the other oh. side of me is like, David. This is what life is about. This is how you grow. This is how when 20 years later, 20 years later, uh, uh, years pass and you can look back and say, you know what? It was nothing, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like that's mm-hmm. usually what happens. So i it's excited to 20. Wiser
1: words um, I've never been said. Also, you can reset your intentions too. Cause I think what I, I, I was really big on productivity. I was mm-hmm. really big on creating. And I I still have those, but I every so often, more often, um, on a regular basis, reset intentions, at least even for different days. Like today, my intention is to rest. My intention is to just be peaceful. Nothing else is priority over that. And so suddenly that changes the color of that day because before it was just go, go, go. And I was like, I can't do this. I'm going to die. Like literally, that is like a recipe for disasters. Just keep going without stopping. So Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us about taco real quick before we, before we wrap up? Cause definitely want to learn about it.
0: Absolutely. So taco, we like to describe as the next generation video community where we're bringing social back to social media. And so on our platform, it is a video community where people can respond to each other, make new friends. You can collaborate. Uh, Some people are doing reviews and vlogging Um, a lot of different ways you can uh, you know, utilize video, but we have this thing called a carousel, which allows for people to add to each other's, uh, videos, and add responses. And just, it's more engaging and it's more social than, uh, the one to many sort of format that's out there on, on social media. So, um, cool. I, I just feel like, you know, uh, social media, uh, to, to make it healthier. Um, it, it requires, um, people engaging in the conversations, people to engage in posting and, you know, exercising that creative part of their, their minds. So, uh, yeah. so that's kind of what we do. And, and, the, the, the bonus on top of this is that, uh, you know, everyone make, can make money together while they do that. So that's, that's really the, the big goal here.
1: I really love so, that. you And that was an intention from the beginning because you were somebody again, that came up through the YouTube generation and we're one of the i don't like using the term but you're a guinea pig you know you're like one of the yeah the early people Mm -hmm. and so um we learned from everything that we've gone through and then you have the ability to like truly implement change and i love the fact that you've always emphasized you know these creators are not just like robots here to like help somebody else make money you're there Mm -hmm. like they're making things that are entertaining, that are thought provoking and valuable. And we need to honor that. And I just, yeah, I know that that was part of the very origin of you making this. So yeah, just want to say, I think it's so as a thank creator, you. that's like always trying to defend my value or like figure it out in general. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so good to have somebody else who cares, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Ah, breath of pressure. But thank mm-hmm. you, David. And um, yeah. please come back. And I want to keep checking with you Anytime. because- it's a grind and we do need, I want to have like a CEO chat thing. Cause I don't even, I can't even call myself that now, even though that's what I am. It's weird, but we'll have that conversation. I'm just putting a little teaser for future talks. Um, Let's do it. Cause I'm learning a lot. Thank you. And then please give Victoria and Bijou hugs for me. They're just, I, will. I haven't met Bijou yet, but I know Victoria's lovely and um, I'm really happy for you guys. So congratulations. I know that she's five months old, but like, ah, thank it's you. so great,
0: thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be sharing more of of Bijou uh, in the coming months. So
1: yay. Okay. And where can people find you? Like where, where, do you want to plug any handle? You can find me on,
0: you can find me on Instagram at David Choi music and you can find me on taco. Uh, I respond to a lot of people on there. I have a ton of videos um, (laughs) kind of giving advice. Um, I'm just responding. So that's what I do on taco.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, David. I'll talk to you soon, okay?
0: Cool. Thanks.
1: Bye. Thank you guys for tuning in for this week's episode of First of All, Jumping Out of Planes with David Choi. Thank you, David, for being an incredible guest. And I will say, after we wrapped this conversation, I got to see Piju. We got on video and I got to meet his daughter and she was so cute. It was like unreal. She's so cute. She looks like a doll. I can't even, I died. I screamed. Hope I didn't hurt her little baby ears. But what I'm saying is go follow David's Instagram because he'll share more of his life, his daughter, his wife, um, his beautiful story, his work. You can find it on Instagram at David Choi Music. Get on Taco, I'll see you there. It's a platform for creators by creators. You can see how we can join in on the fun. and make that something that we can make a living with potentially never know got to try some message of this conversation stay tuned to the end because we will be featuring one of my favorite songs by David ever called by your side um which i recently heard at a wedding at a friend's wedding and i started just so many things of beauty made me cry in that moment Uh, but yeah, thank you to Marvin Yue, my audio engineer and producer. Thank you to my producer Anna Sun. And thank you for the support from Juliana. Deer. I love you guys. Thank you for keeping, first of all, functioning and shared with the masses. I love you guys. Thank you to my Patreon patrons. Thank you for helping me keep the microphone on. I appreciate you all so much. If you would like to become a backer of First of All Podcast on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash firstofallpodcast. And support if you'd like. If you'd like to support me in other ways and want to discover that, go to firstofallpod.com. You can email me at firstofallpod at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at firstofallpod or minjeezy, and would love to see you, hear you, uh, get your DMs, and hear how you like the episode. Always appreciate the feedback, and please subscribe and leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts uh, because it helps my channel grow and helps people find the podcast easier. So that is awesome, and we. Are a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian American podcasters and storytellers. And you can find me on all the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher platforms out there. So feel free to share it with a friend. And that's it. Enjoy By My Side by David Choi in this lovely outro. And thank you to Uzuhan for the use of his song, Uzu Trapp for the intro. I love you guys. Have an amazing week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye
2: listening to the clock
0: A play that explores the lost Cambodian pop music of the 60s and 70s, and, of course, Boba, just to name a few stories. You can find Asian Americana at AsianAmericana.com or on your podcast
2: app.